Hi there, welcome to the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Griffith, and I am so excited to have you here. On this podcast, we talk about all forms of neurodivergence, from ADHD to learning disorders to giftedness to autism and more. If any of that sounds familiar, welcome to Neurodivergent Magic. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome back to another episode of the Neurodivergent Magic Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, we are going to be talking about something that has kind of blown up over on my TikTok, and that is the differences and similarities between autism and ADHD. P.S. If you're not following me over on TikTok, make sure you go do that. Uh, My handle is at Meg Moxie, M-E-G-M-O-X-I-E. So ADHD and autism arguably some of the most popular forms of neurodivergence right now. And a lot of people are saying that it can be difficult to tell whether you are autistic or whether you are ADHD because there's so much overlap in the symptoms and traits. And I made a video saying, hey, this actually um, isn't true, at least according to the DSM-5, which is what the United States uses to diagnose these conditions. um, There really isn't much overlap between autism and ADHD. So really, we need to have two conversations here. One is about the differences between autism and ADHD and the similarities and whatnot. But we also need to have a conversation about how we determine those differences and similarities. Because if we're only using the DSM-5, that's very limited information because the DSM-5 was, it is criteria that was based off of research done on young, white, able-bodied, middle-class boys. And if you don't fit that category, if you uh, are financially insecure, if you are a woman, if you are an adult, if you are a person of color, um, yeah, you're probably not going to fit those criteria super well. And It's really important that when we have these discussions, we recognize the flaws in the system that we're using. So yeah, according to the DSM, which we know is flawed, there is very little to no overlap between autism and ADHD. The differences are stark and the similarities are very few and far between. But what about if we go beyond the DSM-5? What if we start looking into some of the more recent research that hasn't made it into the diagnostic uh, material yet? Here's where things get a little murkier. (laughs) So there's obviously going to be conflicting research because we are learning and these studies need to be replicated in order to be proven. And all of this, all of this stuff uh, contributes to why research can sometimes argue with each other. But in my experience from the research that I've done and the people I've talked to, I have found that there is still not a lot of overlap between autism and ADHD. Most studies that look at some of the supposed similarities like executive dysfunction or sensory issues have actually found that a lot of people have both autism and ADHD, and that's why it was hard to tell which one they had because they actually had both, not because they there are overlapping symptoms or traits or anything like that. So where did this idea that autism and ADHD have so many similarities that you can barely tell which is which, where did this idea even come from then if the research doesn't really support it? 
Well, like I said, the research can sort of argue with itself. So there is some research out there suggesting that ADHDers have sensory issues regardless of their autism status. And there are studies out there showing that autistic folks have experiences with executive dysfunction regardless of their ADHD status. And so there is conflicting research, and that's probably partially where this comes from. But another big problem is ADHD creators talking about their ADHD experience, not realizing that they're also autistic and their quirky or weird or rare symptoms or traits of ADHD are actually autistic traits. And in one video that I posted on TikTok, I called this ableist. And part of me stands by this uh, and part of me wants to take it back a little bit. So I'm going to talk about both of those things. So why did I say this is ableist? Um, It really boils down to the idea that ADHDers sometimes claim autistic traits without claiming the autistic label. And this is really a problem because there's a lot of stigma that goes along with being autistic. And for ADHDers to be like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm not autistic. Trust me. Like, I couldn't be autistic. I've done the research. Like, believe me, there's no way I'm like, quote unquote, those people, which a lot of people don't actually say, but that's kind of the undertone, right? Like, that's the implication when people so vehemently deny that they're autistic. It's like, what? why are you so worried, though? Like, why would it be such a bad thing if you were? Um, but that being said, some people just aren't autistic, and that's fine, too. Um, but the reason I said it's ableist to do this is because... Ableism is a lot like other isms. Um, It doesn't have to be on purpose to exist, right? So we know that we can be racist without meaning to be racist. And the same applies to ableism. You don't have to mean to be it. You don't have to intend to be it for it to still be true. And the truth of the matter is, it's ableist to take the traits of a highly stigmatized condition and apply it to another condition so that you can avoid the label. Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I just wanted to interrupt this episode really quick to tell you all about the Neurodivergent Magic program. This is a program designed to help you cope with executive dysfunction, which is something that almost every neurodivergent person experiences. If you don't know, executive dysfunction is a lot of things, but basically it boils down to you want to do the thing, you are trying to do the thing, and you just can't, and you feel awful. What this program, the Neurodivergent Magic Program, does is it helps you cope with executive dysfunction through a combination of practical and emotional tools. We'll cover body doubling and building momentum, but we'll also talk about the shame that is often deeply rooted in a lot of neurodivergent people because we grew up in a neurotypical society that wasn't accepting of us. And if you're thinking, what in the world does shame have to do with executive dysfunction? Um, kind of everything. And I would love to teach you about it. So this is a program where the whole goal is to teach you to get shit done in 24 hours or less. So if you are really struggling with your ability to accomplish tasks and to feel good about it, that is what this program is designed to help you with. And I can't wait to see you there. Check out the show notes for the link to join or send me an email at megan at neurodivergentmagic.com. Okay, so why do I want to take it back if I clearly, like I said that with some conviction, like I believe that. So why do I want to take it back when I say that ADHDers are ableist when they do this? Well, I also kind of want to take it back because I think there's enough confusion in the research that I could be wrong. And maybe ADHDers aren't claiming autistic traits. Maybe they're claiming ADHD traits that we just don't have enough research on. And 
it's a little shitty, right, to say these people are being ableist when they're just trying to parse out the data and the research the same way I'm trying to do that. So I go back and forth on how I feel about it. I I think there are some people, not all people, but I think there are some people who you know, basically go through the autistic criteria and say, like, look at these weird ADHD traits. And that that to me is pretty, pretty rough. Uh, That feels like ableism to me. Um, But then there are other people who are like, hey, I've I've taken the RADS R. I've taken the cat Q. And like, I just don't think I'm autistic, but I still have some of these traits and I deserve to talk about it. I deserve to be allowed to talk about my experiences. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. So. I go back and forth on how I feel about this. (laughs) I'm a little torn, Um, which is why I wanted to make this podcast episode, because I've been trying to make more nuanced TikToks about this, but not everybody sees them. And I thought a podcast would give me a little more time to talk, a little more space for these ideas to breathe. So with all that being said, let's talk about some of the unique or supposedly unique qualities that go along with ADHD and some of the unique qualities that go along with autism. As I mentioned before, executive dysfunction is a major, major component of ADHD. In fact, most research is suggesting that ADHD is an executive functioning disorder. So everything to do with executive functioning, so emotional regulation, impulse control, working memory, organization, prioritization, all of these things are profoundly affected by having ADHD. This in no way means that if you experience any executive dysfunction, you have to have ADHD or that ADHD is the only condition that comes with executive dysfunction. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that it is a primary core feature of ADHD. If executive dysfunction is the biggest problem in your life, then I would look into ADHD, right? Whereas if executive dysfunction happens as a result of your depression, like you're so depressed that you can't get stuff done, that sounds like depression causing executive dysfunction, whereas ADHD is sort of executive dysfunction existing on its own in a way. I actually found this out through my autism assessment because I went in and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely autistic. I have this trait and this trait and oh, and I have all this executive dysfunction, which I've heard, you know, is one of those things that goes with autism. And my assessor was like, well, it can, but if it's one of your primary struggles, like we should really look at ADHD because ADHD is the executive functioning disorder, not autism. And then when it comes to autism, uh, some of the like cornerstone traits are, you know, the social issues, missing social cues and whatnot, uh, in addition to sensory issues. Those are really big uh, areas of concern for people who are autistic. Again, this doesn't mean that people who experience sensory issues or social issues are automatically autistic. There are other conditions and experiences that could potentially explain that. For example, people with social anxiety tend to have a lot of social issues or at least perceived social issues, even if they aren't necessarily um, accurately reflecting their failings in social uh, situations, but they feel like they're failing profoundly. Um, So that's one example. And we're finding, like I said, some of the research is suggesting that ADHDers might have sensory issues regardless of their autism status. So that could be related as well. So um, it's more that if sensory issues and social issues are integral to your experience as a person, that's when you need to start looking into autism. 
So if you've been listening to this and you're like, I need more, (laughs) I need even more information about this. I want you to break down the DSM, the recent research, the conflicts. I want to know everything there is to know about autism, ADHD, and what it's like to have both, what it's like to be ADHD. I have a really cool event for you if that's the case. To kick off April's Autism Acceptance Month, I am doing a completely free three-day event on autism, ADHD, and ADHD. It's going to be March 29th, 30th, and 31st. All of them are going to be at 2 p.m. Eastern time, and it's all taking place uh, via Zoom. Replays will totally be available, but I highly, highly recommend that you show up live if you can, because there will be prizes. If you want to sign up to receive the Zoom link, the link to sign up will be in the show notes. It's also in my link in bio on my Instagram and my TikTok. And I can't wait to see you there. I am really excited to talk about this more and to answer your questions and to show you the research. So um, I can't wait to see you all at this event and to kick off Autism Acceptance Month together. And I think it's going to be a really, really cool thing that we can all do. So... Uh, that's all I have for you today. Um, I will talk to you next Saturday. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify, leave review over on Apple podcasts and tune in next Saturday for another amazing episode.